Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on January 22nd, 2023. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can visit our website, smlutheran.org. There you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to help sustain the ministries at St. Mark's, You'll find information on how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Jan Rood with a Gospel reading. The Holy Gospel for this third Sunday after the Epiphany is found in the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fourth chapter, beginning with the twelfth verse. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the lake in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of God has come near. As he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the lake, for they were fishers. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, they left their nets, and they followed him. As he went from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, in the boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, curing every disease and every sickness among the people." The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the Gospel story that we heard last Sunday in worship, we heard Jesus' invitation to come and see where he is staying. And in essence, it was an invitation to come and see him for who he truly is, to come and see what his life is all about, to come and see how he lives out his calling to be the embodiment of God's love and God's justice and God's peace. And then when people in the story accepted that invitation to come and see, they experienced one of the greatest gifts that can be given, which is to have someone see you for who you truly are, including the unique image of God that you bear within you in the form of the special skills and interests and innate abilities that you inherited at birth. And it doesn't take Jesus long at all to do this. In that story we heard last week, Jesus looks for the first time at Simon, and he sees not only a skilled fisher, but a person with great fortitude and conviction. And right at that, right on the spot, he renames him Cephas, which means rock. Before long, Jesus would even tell Peter that he is the rock upon which Jesus would build his church. 
In the quote that I shared about that last week, the author said, to come and see is to enter into the joy of being deeply seen and deeply known and to have the very best that lies hidden within us called out and called forth. Without a doubt, that is what Jesus is doing in our gospel story today. Not only with Peter, but also with Peter's brother Andrew and with another set of brothers named James and John. Looking at them together, Jesus sees the God-given gifts that equipped each one of them to be his partners in God's mission to transform this world. And when Jesus invites them to follow him in this holy calling, he doesn't ask them to abandon who they are. Instead, Jesus invites them to become their most authentic, God-ordained selves and to live into the image of God that they were born with. In her reflections on this, Debbie Thomas says, Jesus' invitation to his first disciples was specific and particular, rooted in the language, culture, and vocation they knew best. What metaphor could make more sense to four fishers than the metaphor of fishing for people? Simon and Andrew would have understood the nuances of that metaphor in ways that I never will. James and John knew from years of hard-won experience what depths of patience, resilience, intuition, and artistry professional fishing requires. These men knew the tools of the trade, the limitations of their bodies, the potential dangers that those limitations posed, and the life and death importance of timing, humility, and discretion. Most of all, they knew the water. They knew how to respect it, how to listen to it, and how to bring forth its best in due time. So when Jesus called these tried and true fishers to follow him, they must have understood the call, not a directive to leave their experience and intelligence behind, but to bring the best of their core selves forward, to become even more fully and freely themselves. I have been thinking about the truth of that this past week as I treasure all of the ways that we have witnessed this same work of God in our time together with Pastor Hallie. In the fall of 2019, when our call committee met her and interviewed her for the position of pastor at St. Mark's, they themselves were being used by God to see Pastor Hallie for who she is, including the unique image of God that she bears within her in the form of special skills and interests and innate abilities that she inherited at birth. And when the congregation voted to call her as our pastor, it was not a directive to leave any part of who she is behind, but to bring the best of her core self forward into community here, to become even more fully and freely who she is among us. And what a gift that has been in Pastor Hallie's artful use of words and images and stories, in sermons that have connected God's living word with our daily lives, in the depth of her theological insights and biblical reflections in both preaching and teaching, in her worship leadership, in her grace-filled 
pastoral care, in her faithful work with ministry teams and colleagues on staff, in her creative and innovative approach to being the church during a pandemic, God has truly brought forth the best in her. In Pastor Halley's deep commitment to God's peace and justice, in her passion to live in harmony with creation as individuals and as a community, in her life shared with young adults and her welcome of the mentorship and wisdom of older adults, in her ability to ask hard questions and to speak the truth in love, in her willingness to sit with unresolved mysteries and messy realities, and in her openness to learn and grow. The very best of who she is has been called forth and called out by God. And then, of course, there is the music. It's obvious in my own call that special music ability is not a requirement for word and sacrament ministry. But we have been richly blessed by Pastor Halley's soulful and moving cello music that has enriched our online and in-person worship and other gatherings here at St. Mark's. And going forward, one of the great treasures for me is that so much of that music has been recorded and will be available for listening at any time in the future. In her role as a spiritual leader among us, it's also been Pastor Halley's vocation to remind us that we are called by Jesus Christ to become our most authentic God-ordained selves and to live into the image of God that we were born with. And so as we join her in following Jesus, we remember too that we do it in the unique particulars of our lives and in the trust that God prizes our intellects, our memories, our backgrounds, our education, our skills, and that God will multiply and, and shape and bring to fruition everything that we offer up to God in faith. But what if we feel like our case is different? What if we wrestle with feelings of inadequacy, maybe even incompetence when we compare ourselves to others? It helps to remember that Jesus says, I will make you fishers of people. In other words, we are all still a work in progress. And God is forever fashioning us and equipping us to be who we are meant to be. As Barbara Brown Taylor so aptly puts it, the story of this gospel is a miracle story. Jesus calls and four fishers immediately follow, she says. No hesitation, no questions asked. Is this because they are people of superhuman courage or prophetic foreknowledge? Of course not. These are the same people who later in the Gospels doubt, deny, abandon Jesus. They're as fallible and as ordinary as the rest of us. And their own volition can't get them very far. No, they immediately follow Jesus, Barbara Brown Taylor says, because Jesus makes it possible for them to do so. This is not a story about us, she writes. It is a story about God, about God's ability not only to call us, but also to create us as people who are able to follow. 
able to follow because we just cannot take our eyes off of the one who calls us. Because Jesus interests us more than anything else in our lives. Because he seems to know what we hunger for. and Because he seems to be food. That is the heart of the gospel that we treasure with Pastor Hallie as she begins a new ministry among university students and the broader community in Corvallis, Oregon. And for all of us who together with her are deeply seen and deeply known by this one who says, follow me. Thanks be to God. Amen.